You are listening to the Fur Road Christian Church Podcast. Our mission is to love God and love people. For more information about Fur Road, visit furroadcc.org. That is F-I-R-R-O-A-D-C-C dot org. Now for this week's message. And I was looking back and trying to remember somebody in the Bible who exhibits this or the lack of this, the person who glowingly has this as an example of their life is Samson. Samson battled with self-control. When he had that self-control, we look early on that his parents set up this model for him. He was chosen to be one of the judges of, of Israel. God had anointed him and he had taken this Nazarite vow which is the definition of self-control. You can't do certain things, you can't eat certain things, you can't touch certain things, you can't go to certain places. You is a, you know, it's kind of like moving to a monastery and living your life as a puritan, right? You have only or the, you know, you can only do certain things. And so he was able to have self-control in that context. And when he lived this life of self-control, when the moments arose, the Holy Spirit would fill him. And he became the hero that I think a lot of us look up to, at least as a young boy, I looked up to a lot, right? This guy is like the Hulk, right? And modeled after the Hulk. He just, at some points, the Holy Spirit lives him, and he can just go through and destroy things, right? He can take a donkey bone and kill thousands and thousands of Philistine army soldiers, right? He can go and he can lift off a city gate and walk it to the top of a hill and plant it, and he can do these amazing things that no one would ever dare dream of being able to do and when he has his self-control he's doing it for the betterment of his people and doing it for the betterment of God's people for other people and he makes this difference he makes an impact he reminds people that God is a God of power that God is a God of strength that God is a God of might and his wisdom and his intellect and his strength amaze and blow away people that's when he is in control. But then he also had that fleshly side of him, right? Where he would show up late at night to places that he wasn't supposed to be, visiting people that he wasn't supposed to be around. And, you know, there's a lot of pretty women out there, and they caught his attention. And he would lose his self-control. And he would start to get into these relationships that became more important than his relationship with God. And he would start to make choices that were away from God and the spirit would leave him. And he would just be stuck with his flesh. And in those fleshly moments he would give in and he would make choices that had real life consequences in his life that ended up leaving him imprisoned, bound, circling, and blind. Lost and without hope because he had followed the fleshly desires. He lost his self-control, and there were real-life consequences that were tied into that. There was a redeeming moment in Samson's life when he gives his will back over to God. And God uses him one final time, which is a reminder to us that God will always use us, no matter what we've done. If the moments present themselves and we humble ourselves once again to him, that the Spirit can always come back. We can always be restored and refilled with the Holy Spirit, no matter what choices we've made, 
no matter how much we've given into the flesh. But we have to regain that control. We have to give that control back over to God. Samson is a tragic real-life example of what life can be with the Spirit and life without it. And we are reminded that true self-control is not about bringing ourselves under our own control, but really he was able to do that under the Spirit's control. And that is really what our Christian life is about, is not being under our own control, but being willing to be under the Holy Spirit's control. And that is something that separates us, that differentiates us from so many other people in this world, the people who are living by the flesh. When we come under the control of the Spirit, it looks so much different than anything else we see in the world. But it involves our ability to be in control under God. And God's working in our lives controls our thoughts, it can control our words, it should control our actions. And it's not that we're always naturally weak-willed, but our full in nature is under the influence of sin. That's what got Samson. That's what gets us in the morning. That's what we have the issues with. And unfortunately, just as Samson was a slave in real life, we become slaves to sin, spiritually speaking. And one definition of sin is feeling a legitimate need through illegitimate means. Without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we're incapable of knowing and choosing how best to meet our own needs. Even if we knew what would be best, such as not smoking or something like that, something would take precedent of that in our lives. And we need to be reminded that we are saved by Christ's sacrifice. That is what is able to control us. His love, His grace, His mercy. And truly, that is what frees us from the bondage of sin. There's so many things that we might try to do. We might try to have control in our own life, but it's not until we release that and humble ourselves once again to God and to His Spirit that we truly become free, that we experience liberty that is freedom from sin. And so it's not this self-control of us, but the self-control of God that allows us to live our lives in a way that will make the biggest difference, that will make the biggest impact. And it's when the Holy Spirit fills us that we're able to do things that nobody else would believe. Things like what happened to Samson in his life. We can do incredible things through God. We can do supernatural things with the Spirit filling us. We can be controlled to do things and impact lives and, and give a message and a truth to other people that people need to hear. But there are things in our flesh that are pulling us away from our spirit. We know them all too well. And we have things that we have to battle every day. It's that tug of war. And so what are the things that you're battling with? What are the things that you are having to battle with your flesh? Is it the, the battle of acceptance by others? The powerful need to accept other, peop other people to accept you in your life? Is it being loved by others and trying to gain the love of somebody else? Is that your struggle? Is trying to battle between God's love and other people's loves? 
Is it the pleasure of your flesh, trying to just do something that just feels good or you just like it? Is it something that has to do with sexuality? Is it the desire for that pleasure outside the boundaries of God's will? Is it wealth insecurity and those become the priority of your life rather than God's security? Is it achievement of making yourself feel better or doing things that you have checked off your bucket list that make you have value versus finding your value in God? Is it your notoriety or fame, how having a name that is recognized by other people or you walking into a room and having this presence? Is it this striving for that? Is it happiness? Just trying to be happy and not finding peace in Jesus. Is it that personal attractiveness where you spend more time looking in the mirror than looking in God's word? Is it control of trying to make sure everything will happen the way you want it to instead of leaving it up to God to allow it to happen the way he wants it to? Is it self-acceptance? Maybe you don't feel like you are somebody that God would ever choose and so you don't allow God to choose you. There's so many different things that we fight with or fight for in our lives and have this tug of war with God and the Spirit, our flesh and the Holy Spirit. But as Christians, it's vitally important that we identify the areas that we struggle with. If it's one of those things that I just mentioned, uh, then be aware that that is something of the flesh and not of the Spirit. God wants your spirit. He wants your heart. He wants to be able to take you and change you and do amazing things with you. Being able to put your control under his control, to be able to use that as a gift that frees us from any of those different things, that we can close the door on those things and experience what God has waiting for us, that is life-changing something that allows us to be free to enjoy the, be the, the, the benefits of healthy bodies. It frees us to be able to rest in the security of good stewardship. It frees us from a guilty conscience that just eats away at us. Self-control restricts the indulgence of our foolish desires, but we find liberty to love and live as we are meant to when we allow the Holy Spirit to control us, to empower us, to turn away from these other things that maybe we have surrendered to in the past. Maybe we need to lay those at the feet. Maybe we need to have a conversation with God and say, God, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. This is what I'm fighting for but I know it's not what you want for me. It's not what's best for me. So I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you control of that area because I want what you want for my heart. I want you to do incredible things through your spirit in me. And so we can do that with a few steps. We can do that by being mindful of the situations that we find ourselves in. We can have that self-control and when we take the time to think before we act. Sometimes it's as easy as that, right? Stop and think. Assess the situation before you jump in with both feet. Be mindful of your surroundings. If Samson would have taken the time to be mindful of the, this woman and what she really wanted to take assessment of the situation, it would have changed things 
Another thing that we can do is have positive influences around us, surround us with other people who have that like-mindedness, who are going to encourage us, who are going to challenge us, who are going to keep us accountable. It's not really that surprising that the times that Samson finds himself in the most trouble is when he finds himself alone. He's by himself doing his own thing. He's not with his family. He's not with his spiritual mentors. He's alone and isolated. When we get alone and isolated, we oftentimes fall prey to the flesh more readily. So surround yourself with people. Be in places that people are going to inspire you and challenge you to be more like God. Also make a plan. Look at God's word and say, what does he tell me to do? How can I live a life according to him? Have that desire to obey God. Don't just read his words, but be changed by his words. Read his truth and then go and live them. And then on your daily basis, as you are struggling with this battle, if you find yourself in this tug of war of flesh and spirit, take the time to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to guide and give you that strength that you need to fight that battle. Not only fight it, but win it. And we can believe that in our hearts, the Holy Spirit who lives in us will enable us to do exceedingly more. So it's those four simple things. Be mindful. Take a look at what's going on around you. Make sure you're surrounded by the right people. Have a plan that you will execute according to God's scripture. And in the hardest times, take time to pray and ask God to give you guidance and strength. If you are able to do those different things, it'll change the amount of times that you are able to be controlled by the spirit rather than by the flesh. Take time to allow the Spirit to change you, to convict you, and to guide you. Samson, in that moment, as he is making the last push, right? He prays to God. He's mindful of the situation around him. He's still alone, but he knows that he isn't alone because God is there. He feels his presence, and he allows the Spirit to strengthen him and to make one final in our lives, God will always be willing to make that next push if we take the time to ask him to help enable us and empower us. Because we have a spirit that is so much more powerful than we oftentimes give him credit for. We limit the Holy Spirit. But in reality, the Holy Spirit's power is limitless. Tap into that. Allow him to control your life and see what he will do through you. And Let's pray. Lord, we know that we fail you often. We know that we fall often. We know that the flesh takes root and takes control so many times that we don't want it to. Lord, I ask that you would be with all of us, that in those moments where the flesh is winning, that is pulling us away from you, that you would allow your spirit to pull back, that we would be aware that you are there. Lord, help us to be in control allow you to take control that you wouldn't allow the sins that you wouldn't allow the flesh to change and corrupt and erode the hearts of the people in this room lord help us to be strengthened by you to be changed by you and lord i pray that if there's anybody who is wavering about who to control their life themselves or to give that control over to you that they would go to you in prayer 
that they would humbly give their lives to you right now. That they would say, God, I want your control. I've tried doing this on my own and it's not working. Lord, help me to have your power fill me. Help me to be reminded of what you want from me in my life. Lord, I give you control. In Jesus' name, amen.